Welcome to the Saturday show, presented to you by uh, 24MX, Europe's largest e-commerce store. I'm James Burfield, your host, and with me is uh, Lewis Phillips. Hello. Did you like today? Your favourite GP of yep. the year? What did you think of it? Well, what did you think of today? It's not over yet. but Well, maybe I should uh, put an announcement that I lost go-karting to you yesterday. Should we talk it's about that? No, we don't talk about it. That's a fact. Okay. Just don't, there's no discussion there. I'm just a little bit annoyed how you keep telling everybody that you're a second faster. A, a lap. lap. Yeah. Y- you're not. You've done one lap. It was time practice. No. Who could set the fastest lap? My fastest lap was a second faster than James's fastest lap. But it wasn't every lap. But I was a second. Like, that's how yeah. the results are classified. And I just want to let it be known that um, I actually put the brakes on on the last oh, lap. Yes, no one cares. And you did uh, a lap more than me for one. Uh, maybe I would have done a 105. Okay. So maybe we should, after this podcast, go. No, no, I'm hungry and I've got food. What to do? <laughs> okay, well, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, best GP of the year. Um, um, it's off to a good start. Okay, um, and what would be a good start for you? What what's <laughs> what's come up today that uh, you know gives uh, up the the thumbs uh, up? I just generally like this race. Okay, but it was made much more interesting by having her in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who has basically brought life to the series? Yep. And um, but he didn't check out. Well, no, we were not expected to, though, is he? Well, what was he expected to do? Well, he got on a bike the Monday after Lommel. He rode... No, he decided that he was going to race here on Wednesday, and he did his first 30-minute moto on Wednesday. Okay. So, basically, no one at KTM thought he was racing here. He didn't think he was racing here. It's not the best track for him. He's got a bit of a checkered history here. It's all about Assen. He's been training in the sand because it's all about Assen. So, really, there was no... There was no if you looked at how the cards were stacked, it was almost as if there was no positive to draw coming into here other than he's here to get bike time and get see what happens. And then he won. So how do you think uh, his team manager took it when... Uh, do you think he probably said to him, well, um, I was surpri- let's have a safe... T- like, I was surpri- keep it safe. Keep I was safe. surprised because like, I was looking at the pit board thinking that there were... Because in Indonesia, there was like last year after he came back from a broken collarbone, there was like uh, clasped hands in a praying motion and all sorts. But they seemed quite relaxed about it this time. No, they just gave him the gap each time. Uh, one time they put on a board, stay loose. But yeah, they seemed quite, it seemed quite, it almost seemed like they'd been here before. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which obviously they have been many, many times. Right. Anything what impressed you about his ride today? Oh, his ride. Uh, yeah. He, so he got a, I don't think he officially got a whole shot. I think Koldenoff did. But he went around the outside of Koldenoff and like, um, pinched him off heading into the second corner, which impressed me because that takes some balls to do in your first race back. And also, that air gun's quite annoying. Oh. Is it? It's putting me off. Oh, um, okay. He Yeah. So first of all, he like went around the outside of Koldenoff in the first turn, which I was like, oh, that's ballsy in your first race back. Like, yeah. Clearly, like, uh, to have that intensity and everything, because like, he didn't even get a great start. I actually thought he got swallowed up going up the start straight. Um, and then he was fast early on and like laps four, five, six he started to not tail off but the others started to catch him and I was like ah okay this is where it all starts catching up to him Uh, he'll slowly decline and then we'll see what he hangs on for and then he upped it again and set his personal best of the race and then it was the same sort of pattern, a little bit of a decline and then with two laps to go, three laps to go he set a personal best lap time again so to to respond A is impressive Mm -hmm. and to do it that late in the race in your first race back when you haven't really been training for a race like this you obviously haven't got much race time under your belt like it's just it's insane 
No, it's great. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect with him. If there's in. one neg- like a, who cares what happens tomorrow now? Because this is kind of like we've we can see sin- what we've can seen do. enough. Yeah. Um, if there's only if there's one negative to pull from stuff like this, is he isn't doing himself any favors in the future because he's setting the bar so ridiculously high that it's insane. In what way? Well, like. The what? bar for Hurling's returns from injury yeah. is this high now. So we expect him, no, whenever well, he gets injured, no. we expect him to come out and get well, first. Well, no, we don't expect that, but oh. people, it's natural that people are going to reference, oh, but Latvia, he won, he won with a broken ankle. And, oh, Sweden, no, he came back and he won the qualifying race straight away. Like, it's natural for people to reference that, Yeah. even though it maybe isn't going to be realistic every time he comes back from a setback or something. But other than that, it's just it's mind-blowing. And it raises all kinds of questions about what we've seen so far this year. Um, one thing which did surprise me was, uh, and it probably shouldn't because of his recent form, was Koldenhoff. Well, fun fact, uh, Koldenhoff's won two GPs in his career, or had won two GPs before Imola, and he followed both of those up by finishing outside of the top five overall okay. at the next GP. Right, okay. Interesting. What does start. that mean? Who knows, but still interesting that he never backed it up with a podium finish. But he did look good today. Yeah. He looked in control. He looked like he was riding within his means. And, and who knows? Had it not been a bit of a one-line track, maybe he would have won, or maybe Geyser would have won, or maybe Fevre would have won. Because each of those guys, each of the top four, had their little turns of being the guy and the fastest on track. Like Geyser wasn't really relevant at the beginning, and then in the last half, he really caught fire and was the fastest guy on track. Uh, Fevre was really fast in the beginning, and then wasn't relevant at the end. I'm not sure what happened to him, but something. I don't know if he tipped over or something because he was actually four, uh, fifth at the end, because Jonas, who finished fourth, even he, towards the end, was the fastest on track. Yeah, didn't he have the second fastest lap? Well, interestingly, if you look at the fastest laps, uh, Herlins was in the 150s, Koldenhoff was in the 150s, and then Geyser, Jonas, Fevre, third, fourth, and fifth, were all in the 149s. Interesting. Which maybe tells you a little something about the, uh, the track here, which yeah. isn't the easiest to pass on. No. But those three were the only riders in the one four- who managed to break the 149s in the race. So I think uh, some, somebody said to me that for the Swedish championship they had here a few months ago, um, the track seemed to have way more lines. So they, they found it quite interesting when they were riding today that uh, although the, the layout was seemed it, very similar... Was it Strybos or Sever? Um, because you say someone told me, but you've literally... At this point, everyone knows your source, where yeah. your sources are coming well, from. Yeah, no, I think it was either Sever or Anton Goal, but um, basically they, they did say that when they rode here last time, uh, for the Swedish Championship, there's way more lines, where today there just seems to be two lines. I guess that's partly to do with the amount of rain they had this week, though, as well. Yeah. Interesting, uh, when I, was, I spoke to Sever earlier on, on another occasion, and he mentioned that the in, in uh, free practice and time practice, he said that the tops of the jumps were so soft that um, like it just felt so sketchy when you're, when you're hitting them. So that was quite interesting. Speaking of sketchy jumps, completely off-topic, but if you haven't watched the EMX 250 highlights from today, you should probably go and watch them because Rubini about died seven times. I heard that Fischetti had a big one as well. I, who knows? But Rubini literally, he, if he's got nine lives, he's used seven of them today. Was it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Like how he didn't? I honestly, it's incredible. Did did he finish the race? But yeah, and really well as well. He was ridiculously fast, but that came with some very sketchy moments. Oh wow. Yeah, my biggest thoughts from today are A, one, Herlins, and two, Rubini's still alive. Okay. That's the two things that stand out for me from today. So, uh, well done, Rubini, <laughs> for staying with us. And uh, on that note, the EMX 250 title fight. 250? Uh, the 250 title fight took a bit of a blow today. 
I actually missed it because I was in well, a meeting, but what happened? Moosdike was second and Rubini was third, which means the gap now is 13 points going into the last moto tomorrow. So okay. Rubini's going to need help. But what I've been saying in the two weeks leading up to this race is I don't necessarily think any of the top three, Moosdike, Rubini or Ferrato, would be scared to kill a guy to win the title. To win the title. So I feel like it could get quite interesting, but Rubini will need something to happen to Moosdike to win it tomorrow. How, how did Ferrato get on? He wasn't very good. Oh, wow. Like eighth. He's, out, he's, basic, he's not out of it, obviously, but he's out of it. Okay. Unless the other two DNF or something. But yeah. So hopefully... Um, EMX talk. So uh, Rowan basically needs to just keep it together <laughs> yeah. and, and take it out. Yeah, he'll win it. Cool. Okay. Well, um, let's see if you're right tomorrow. Uh, going back to MXGP. Um, any standout rides? Uh, Anybody pop up and kind of uh, take Philip's imagination? Aside from the top five... Jonas impressed me. I think he's a bit under the radar because obviously no one really talks about him. Yeah. Uh, no one else really stood out, to be honest. Jazakonis looked okay? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no one else really stood out. There was a Suzuki. A lone Suzuki in the 450 What, a real one? Yeah. Wow. Pang, Panang Iotis Kuzis. Yeah. Um, was riding a Suzuki. He finished last. I believe the bike failed sound control and while they were revving it at sound control, it was smoking. Oh. So as far as flying the flag, <laughs> he didn't do a great job. <laughs> Crashed and burned. But uh, yeah, so that was... And actually, okay. on the results, he's listed as being on a Honda. So Suzuki just aren't getting a return on this <laughs> at all. <laughs> Damn it. So um, what, is there anything else you want to talk about MXGP? It seems very quite quiet. No, it wasn't. The track didn't lend itself to good riding, or good racing even. No. Because... Do you, they, do you think they're going to rip it tonight? I don't know. We'll see. You know, kind of toed and throwed with their prep throughout the year so there's no way to really predict it but yeah it wasn't there wasn't too much movement mm -hmm. and as we get onto MX2 <laughs> there's even less movement <laughs> but well, uh, uh, well let's talk about MX2 because um, there was some movement with Olsen I didn't see that well I seen him go down it. twice I saw a screenshot of one of the crashes and it looked like yeah. it was probably quite big he had a he had a one occasion where the back just dug in and just threw him off again where he just had a bit of Pulled the throttle back and literally just was thrown. Yeah, I would quite like to see that crash, but yeah. I don't so I don't even think he. It was some. Well, I don't know where he finished in the end, but I definitely went. I don't think it was in the top twenty, was it? Um, I think it was. Well, uh, let me tell you, he finished. Yeah, twenty third. Yeah. So I, I was gonna say I didn't see his. I didn't see his name at all. Um, throughout, apart from when he was crashing. So, uh, bad day for Olsen. I mean, it's not going to look too good for him tomorrow either. No, he's not exactly the greatest starter either. But um, I found his crash. Am I allowed to watch it quickly or not? Yeah, you do. I, I'm actually going to talk about um, one thing which i seen, which was... You something saw. We, sorry. One thing I saw, which uh, actually I've not seen all season, um, was Starry with the whole shot. Yeah, and even Prado said in a press conference that he doesn't know how he did it. Because like, Prado said that from the drop of the gate... Um, Sterry was like a bike length ahead, and he his words were, "I don't know how he did that." Wow. So, wow. So that might that be Sterry's claim to fame in his career. He shocked Prado on a start. Shocked Prado on the, yeah. How many people can say that? So um, and and he looked good out there today. Who Sterry? Yeah. Yeah. I would. I don't know what happened to him. I'm guessing something must have happened to him because he went from second to fourth uh, in one lap. I think he got. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. If but he went caught down, Jacoby but pretty good towards the end as well. So that was all right. Yeah. Kind of impressive. And uh, Vlanderum at one point um, seemed to be a few down, and he came back. Uh, was it Vla Vlanderum, like last week, 
is mm, I've kind of toed and froed on who the second best rider in this class is, and at the moment, uh, I think I'd give that award to uh, Flandern. Wow. Yeah. Although he wasn't on the podium last week, he made good progress on a track that was hard to pass on. And again here, he was clearly faster than Jacoby. And then he stalled it or something in the chicane after pit lane, and that kind of ruined his result. But he was clearly the second fastest guy. I think it's really interesting because we're talking about um, Vlander and Sterry um, performing today. Obviously, it's only a qualifying race, but uh, they're both looking for deals. And from what we've heard in the pits... There doesn't seem to be too much movement for either of them. No, there's silly season's kind of stalled massively now because no one's really doing anything. It's just kind of scraps and... Well, the problem what we've got for what we've um, heard is that a lot of the budgets have been um, allocated. Uh, let's just say the factory riders have been signed, sealed, um, and they've got their salaries what they wanted. The problem is now is the rest of the deals which are coming through are, from what I'm hearing it's not good so um, it's going to be interesting about how they can put certain packages together because I think that's all it's, it's a kind of a game of chess now with um, who's going to select who how they're able to run them um, I think there's certain people that have got positions in place because um, they probably paid some money to, to be there so it's, it's going to be interesting we're definitely hearing about uh, the possibility of another team Another team? What, yeah. like a new team in the paddock? Yeah, so I think... It, There's I think two, isn't there, potentially? Well, the, the one, obviously, we're going to talk about is um, Jackie Martins, because we've heard... Um, Supposedly, that's going to be not announced, but talked about soon? I don't know. Okay, well, that'd be good. Um, I, think, I, don't th I don't think... I don't think the manufacturer's even sorted yet. No, it's not. I thought it was between Yamaha and Kawasaki, but then now people keep, people keep throwing Honda into the discussion, but I can't see it being Honda, because I don't think that really matches up with their racing strategy. No. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen whether that's going to have any um, bearing on how the rest of the pieces fit into place but I think when I was counting earlier I think there's still 20, 20 or so riders who are currently in MX2 MXGP that are still without a ride so did you count Pangutis Kuzis? no oh, okay. that'd be 21 uh, so anything in MX2 which, which stopped I mean Obviously, Prado went on in, uh, in one. Jacoby looked good. Jacoby got a bit aggro in time practice with Andrea Zanotti. Shut up. After the checkered flag, he kind of swerved in front of him and like pushed him off the track. Really? While looking behind. Shocking. Um, taking his total of people he's pissed off at this year to a whopping 1,872. So he's even picking on Andrea Zanotti now. Wow. Poor Zanotti. Like, I'm sure Jacoby doesn't even know he exists. Yeah. But obviously he does now. But he's run out of people, so he's got to pick someone, hasn't he? Start on new people. Okay. Looking forward to seeing that how that goes in MXGP next year when he tries to like run Hurlins off the track after time practice. Or Bobby. That would be quite funny. Or Jazakonis, and Jazakonis just sits <laughs> on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Um, uh, I just watched Olsen's crash. Yeah. I'm not impressed. No. It wasn't that big. I thought it was bigger than that. It was, it was quite quite cool. The oh. way the screenshot looked, I thought it was massive. Um, Dylan Walsh impressed me. Okay, that's ninth, good. Ninth in the qualifying race. He didn't have an amazing start, but it was a hell of a lot better than his recent starts, and it made all the difference. He moved forward a little bit. Ninth is decent. I believe he's a top 10 guy. I believe he will be in the future. Just needs a element of consistency with the starts, and yeah. we saw how that helps today. Another guy looking for a deal. Yeah, but I think he'll be fine. Okay. MX2 is a lot nicer than MXGP at the moment as far as the opportunities goes. Yeah. 
So what, uh, do you want to run through, um, because obviously not much has happened today in oh, MXGP and MX2. Darian Sinai as well. Fourth was good and he held the pace the whole time. Just sucks that he's getting it together as the season ends. But at least he's got a few rangs left. Yeah, but it just sucks, doesn't it? Like, again, like I've said all year, what could have been. What could have been. Yeah, I mean, we spoke to, we had the pleasure of sitting next to Steve Dixon on the plane on the way over. And um, you got a feel for him. Why? Steve? Yeah. Because of the season, what could have been? Oh. You know, as a team manager and, you know, putting everything and resources into place and, uh, you know, having Darian in, in Gustavo and it's just not quite worked out. Well, I don't, think they really worked, I don't think they were really expecting Gustavo to deliver something. There is a bit of magic there. Uh, okay. Um, Gustavo Pessoa. Yeah, so Kevin so Hawkmo was all right again. There wasn't so much a flash, but he was a solid, solid 10th uh, in qualifying, so that's fine. And looking like a top 10 rider for next year. Yeah, he will be. Especially when, well, I'll tell you who is confusing me still is Gertz. Okay. Because he was practically invisible today. But do you think this goes back to... Um, no. No? No. Okay, you think he's over that and... Yep. Da, 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 da. Okay. That's all, that was all blown out of proportion anyway. Okay. Yeah. No, I think, I don't know. He hasn't been on the podium since Latvia. This isn't... I'm kind of... I think I've already said it, but I think I'm getting to the point of with him that I'm at with Olsen, where I'm like, okay... Where is it then? Like so we seen you've it in Trentino, didn't we? We seen no, it in Trentino. France. Was it France? I thought yeah. it was Trentino no. as well. What way beat Prado? No, no, but but he he looked aggressive, and I'm sure he looked aggressive in Trentino. France was the one. Okay. So um, we've not seen it since then. Uh, well, he was on the podium in Latvia. Okay. That was his last podium, going on uh, two over two months now. So two months without a podium. Yeah, that's what I feel like. No injuries. Considering where he got to, as far as beating Prado straight up, I just I was expecting something, but it's not really coming now. And not a good time for Belgium at the Nations either, because they're going to be relying on him heavily. And Strybos. And Strybos. <laughs> and Van Horvick, if you want to just name all their riders. Yeah. But uh, you never know. They might just put it together on the day. And oh, Monticelli's out. Yeah. And we shocked. Interestingly, there's a few people who have sent comments and messages regarding how is Monticelli riding um, after um, you know last week's crash. Uh, Monticelli was. I spoke to the uh, the FIM doctors and um, look at you go. I know. I wanted to find out. So um, they said that he was checked over by um, uh, the FIM doctor, uh, not the FIM doctor, but the, the doctor here at the track, and he was clear to ride. So. Um, yeah, for those people asking uh, the questions and stuff like that, he was cleared to ride, but it looks like he's decided to, to pull out anyway. Yeah, well, it clearly wasn't correct in the qualifying race. No. Um, should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up because it's only a short one today. How, how long have we been going for? 19 minutes. Oh, that's all right. Wait, yeah. do we need to talk about MX Manager? Okay, let's talk about MX Manager for a couple of minutes. Um, you got the prices in front of you. I actually don't, but thanks for putting that on me. Okay, brilliant. I thought you were talking about the prices earlier. No, I didn't, I didn't even mention the prices. No, I thought you were talking to Colin about the prices. Yeah, off by heart. Oh, okay. Um, give me a second. I'm just logging in to mxvice.com slash mx hyphen manager. And remember, you've got until... 12.15 UK time tomorrow. 12.15 UK time, and that is 1.15 CET. I think your friend's waiting for you. Ah. Um... So we will wrap this up before your friend leaves because <laughs> you don't have many. Uh, Rodriguez at 75,000 is decent. Yep. Lupino at 200,000 is decent. Jazakonis at 250. Eh. 
Yeah, I'm not really sure how to feel after today. Hurlins at 400 is in. Yep. Although I should probably say this, I don't necessarily, I don't expect him to win tomorrow. No, we expect top five. If he gets a good start, another hole shot, and maybe, but start is going to massively come down to the start tomorrow. So okay, that's a big one. Uh, Van Horbeck at 300, I could go for that. Yep. Tommy at 250, I will probably go for that. Yeah. Although again, he needs to start. Brylaikov at 75, he was 14th today, I think. That's yeah. really good for that price as well. And uh, he said that he was hoping that the the he was feeling good today. He actually ran out of laminates. So um, when he was uh, coming up towards Simpson, he was getting filled in, and he just had to back off of Tommy and Simpson. The so. fact that he's battling with Tommy and Simpson is good enough as it is anyway. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think we can see him go top 12 tomorrow. Sterry is a decent pick at 350. Okay. Sanai, 250, I'll probably have him. Yep, looking Dil- good. Dylan Walsh, 150. I might go Hurlins, Tommy, Walsh, Sanai. Okay. That was my thought process today. Jacoby is 350. Yeah. Cheap. Uh, Kevin Hawkmo, 200. I could go for that. Mitch Wevans, I'd stay away. How was Mitch today? It's a long. It's going to be a bit of a tough road. Bit of a yeah, a lottery to how he how he performs as we can. Uh, Tom Vial, 350. That could be an option. And so could Zach Pichon at 75. But then, no, I wouldn't. That, take that is just the world's biggest gamble. So. Yeah, I'd rather take a team than um, 75,000 on a rider. That's true. So I think you can get who's for an account you for 80,000 or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, so I'll probably go down that road. Yeah, I'll probably, I reckon I'll go Hurlins, Tommy, Walsh, and who was the other one I said? Uh, Sinai. Yeah, which weight? Uh, 600, 250, that's, no, 400, 250, that's 650, 150 for Walsh, that's 800, 250 for Sinai. That's one, that gives me 150,000 to spend on Honda okay. and a decent team. So yeah, that's my team. And uh, what's up for grabs? How much money is that for grabs? Uh, first gets you a 250 euro voucher. So 250 euros. You haven't even... Weirdly, I've, I've delivered all the prizes now. I'm up to date. But I'm yep. getting a couple of messages from people asking when they're going to receive them. So I, if you haven't signed... Basically, I send the prize to the email your account's linked to. So if your email, if your account isn't linked, is linked to an old email or one you don't use, you need to message me with your new email address. Yeah, I'm guessing they everyone can, sh- everyone how do they even log in without their current email address? I don't think your email address has to be valid. It would only have to be valid if you need to send yourself an email. Yeah, but you log in with that email address. Yeah, but you don't log in to your emails. No, but you log in to the team. Yes. Surely you haven't changed no, the it isn't, email it, to the team. It doesn't log you into Gmail, does it? Or Hotmail. Okay, I'm not having this argument with you. Um, so... <laughs> no, it's true. It's The only reason that would fuck up is if you had to send yourself a forgotten password email and then you don't have access to your emails. Your email could be jimmybbob at jimmybbob. Okay, you're boring me now. But um, for anybody who's um, not played MX Manager, you can actually enter a team tonight and it could be your first time. If you think you've got the right right squad and you do well, then uh, £250 up to grabs. If you go and do Turkey and you go and do China, £750. quid. We might even do a Nations one, but we're not sure. We have been given the all clear to plan MX Manager for next year, so we early on yeah. that. Because originally, fun fact, it wasn't even going to be run this year, and then two weeks before we resurrected it. Yeah, and we've we've I think we've got about four thousand players playing, but we got eight thousand sat on the sidelines. Yeah. So we've got the twelve thousand people who are you know um, registered this year to play, but only four thousand are playing. But we've been we've got an early start on next year already, so there will be some nice little changes I foresee. Yeah. But do you know what would be really cool? to have um, a prize from Monster Energy. Um, you know, like a prize for, uh, you know, a VIP pass. That would be fantastic. 
I've if only we knew someone from Monster Energy who could um, come up with a VIP pass to give away. I actually um, have a cold can of Monster back in the press room that I've left behind. You so go and get that Monster. Before we go and get that, or before I go and get that, because you're not touching it. Yeah. Um, How many cans of Monster have you had today? Uh, that's, this is my second one. Oh, good work. Uh, predictions for tomorrow. Right, predictions for tomorrow. Top three uh, in both classes. I'm going to go uh, cold enough geyser hurlins. I will go geyser cold enough hurlins. Oh, you motherfucker. That's the same as mine. No, you said cold enough geyser hurlins. Did I? Yeah, and I thought that was a bit brave. What did I say? Cold enough first, yeah. geyser second, hurlins third. Oh, maybe I got that wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm going geyser cold enough hurlins. Uh, okay. I could see hurlins going 5 1, 1 5. Yeah, maybe. Um, MX2, you uh, go. I think I'd f I think Prado will win. Yep, no shit. He needs to, if he finishes third in the first moto, then the championship's done, no matter what Olsen does. Yeah. But Olsen's not going to win from 23rd gate pick, so basically Prado's won the title after round uh, race one. Yeah. So congrats to him. Uh, Prado first, Vlander in second. Can I have Watson for first? <laughs> Vlander in second? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Why is that a surprise? It's, it's not. I'm just, oh. I'm just asking. Oh. Watson third? You're such a dick. <laughs> Do you know what? There's been. Uh, I've actually got to bring this up. There's been a couple of people who've actually said, "Why does Lewis love Ben and, I've and got, Max so and much?" And I've got my reasons. My reasons are valid. I've literally. I've trot this out to teams and riders and everyone. Once they're posters. Once I explain my theory, they're like, "You know what? It's a bloody good point." Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, no one cares. Um, uh, Vla uh, so, uh, Prado, Blandering, and then who else is there? Right. Come on, hurry up! I want to go to get Jacoby, some Jacoby, I guess. Okay, I'm going to go uh, Prado. Um, mm, Prado, Jacoby, Flandering. Jacoby could get two second overall. There again, I wouldn't by rule out Gertz. of killing everyone. Even though you're like anti Gertz. I'm not anti Gertz, I'm just wondering where the results have gone. My, maybe he could come back tomorrow. Maybe it could be a podium. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, let's wrap this up. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. The first Saturday show since Germany. Yeah. Solely because of your fault. Oh, wow. What? It's true. I've had family problems. <laughs> That's true. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Such a dick. Right, say bye, Lewis. See you. Right, well, uh, Lewis is going to be doing his post-race podcast tomorrow, so take a listen uh, out I'm for I'm a bit concerned about my post-race podcast tomorrow. Oh, don't. You're always concerned no, about it. No, because last week was really good, and I kind of hit on all... I got all of the hot topics... Yeah. that were going on in the pits. Like I've got Vlandering about next year and leaving Honda. I've got Prado about 450 at the Nations. Yeah. I've got Vlandering about Team Netherlands. I've got Tommy on next year in the Nations. I've got Gruber on Hurlins. Uh, I basically got every like thing I had in my mind that I wanted to talk to a rider about. I got it. And yeah. now I'm sat here going, I'm not sure what to, who to talk to tomorrow. What do I do? Maybe, okay. I'll, maybe, I'll go over to maybe I'll go over to Fever and see if he'll talk about Kawasaki. One last thing, uh, which would be really cool for us. You know, we've had been kicked in the balls a little bit lately with uh, our equipment and stuff like that. So if you want to do something for MX Vice, then sign up for MX Manager. That's something we're super passionate about. And uh, by you signing up for a team, if you're not signed up for a team, that means a lot to us. So um, thanks, everybody. That's not going to help us get our equipment oh, back. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> we're out. See you later. Bye.